0: hello hello party people happy hello weekend we are actually in the nfl heavy podcast this week also some mlb stuff maybe where we could see some people wind up in the postseason and some nhl reactions and overreactions thank you guys is. so much for listening to this week's episode we love you let's have a good one let's go it's
1: saturday yeah We'll talk a little bit sip a little bit sarah I see you ladies ha. Y'all know what time it is uh. Woo. Looking like you just graduated Woo. Coming from a place they y'all gravitate Looking like a boss I just had to say Woo. I know you got the sauce no potato bread All right sis knock them out Mike Tyson Woo. And I like it show me a place I can buy it
0: I'm Andy Towers and you're listening to Saturdays and Seltzers. Let's fucking go. What is up party people? Welcome to Saturdays and Seltzers. My name is Kendra Middleton and I am joined by Sarah Griffin on the most busting and amazing podcast of all time according to Anthony the Red Sox fan. Sarah, how we doing?
2: Just stand How are you doing?
0: I am not so dandy but <laughs> I will get into it um I am drinking and I don't even care that this isn't a wine glass it was just the most visually pleasing <laughs> um so I'm drinking wine and I'm in my comfy because I'm sad but uh, we will go ahead and get into our HLH our high of the week low of the week and our unexpected hero of the week Sarah what was your high
2: Um, my high, I went to the Mount joy concert Tuesday night. That was a great concert and I got to get out of the apartment. So that was nice.
0: Always a good time. (laughs) You went, it was at MGM.
2: Yeah. And that it's actually my low. I do not like that venue.
0: (laughs) I was there last week and everyone had been hyping it up and I didn't love it.
2: No, I wasn't a fan. It was a pain in the ass getting in. It took forever. And I get it's like a newer place. So they're still probably working things out. Then like the co-check thing is a disaster because obviously they have the bag policy. Um, we went up like four flights of stairs just to get to our seats. And that's a whole other thing I have to get into. But then like by the time Mount Joy came on stage, it was nine and then they closed the bar at 10. <laughs>
0: Everyone was like, there's not a bad seat in the house, yada, yada. So I was like, okay, well, it doesn't really matter where our tickets are then. Lie.
2: See, I was like, because yeah, we were way, way up in like the very last like top row. But so the row we were in, it, um, it was like barstool seats. And there wasn't like, they miscounted when they were putting out the barstool seats. So there wasn't enough seats up there. And so I was sitting in my seat. And then the guy that was like, the security guy that was in that area was like, oh, can you guys like all slide down one? I was like, okay, sure. Cause this other couple came and they were supposed to sit next to me. They were like, yeah, can I all slide down one? And still a chair is missing. So he's like, can you slide back? My coat was still on the other chair. I was moved for maybe three seconds. This girl sat down in that seat immediately. And I went to go look, she wouldn't even turn and look at me, just turned her head, plopped herself down. And so then I was just, of course, the odd one out naturally. <laughs> like it was fucking musical chairs I bought I was just like standing there I had like awkwardly like grab my coat from and under your her. jacket
0: was on the seat
2: yeah and she just like wouldn't even like turn in my direction to say anything so then the guy came over I was like I'm so sorry like we'll go like get you another chair her boyfriend just sat there like they never like excuse me I'm a girl <laughs> yeah
0: would have lost it coming
2: over like a chair is coming over and I was just standing there it was literally for probably two minutes but I was just like okay
0: (laughs) I would have just been like uh can you like not touch my things thank you I was up
2: for maybe three seconds and I was sliding down to accommodate to them (laughs) rude rude so So, yeah that was my low I don't really like that venue
0: (laughs) me either so I'm glad we're on the same page Uh, my high was zappy hour, which we will get into probably more because so much other bullshit came out today and this week, but I just have to say that was probably like the funnest two drives of football of my entire life. Like (laughs) I was like screaming in my house. That was like the most exciting Patriots
2: football there's been in a couple of years now.
0: (laughs) It was so fun for like 10 minutes. Um, plus like. You, you guys know, and I'll talk about it again in a minute. I just anything that's like the downfall of Mac Jones, which <laughs> this isn't like my tea party or anything, but his girlfriend has been on a blocking spree. And I think it's awesome. Really? Yeah, she's been bo- she's been blocking like tons of people in like Boston sports media. And I think it's so funny honestly I don't blame her I would do the same thing I yeah I don't know I'd probably be you I think you could but I just can't keep my fat mouth shut and I feel like I would just like (laughs) lose it on people although I do remember when that Jags coach's wife came after me last year and that was so fun (laughs) so yeah that was like the most electric like two drives of football ever um And then my low was my neighbors doing construction every day from like 7.30 in the morning to like nine at night. Mm -hmm. But, and we'll talk about the Jags again, but I just found out a couple hours ago, I'd already filled out my show notes, everything, that the Jags are shopping Josh Allen, which is why I am in my emotional support comfy and drinking a fat glass of wine because I am (laughs) dead inside. (laughs) like truly he is all we have left and if he is gone i swear to god i'm full tilt lions fan <laughs> like it's via josh or Fair. kill me like i'm out i'm so fucking sick of this dumb franchise <laughs> ah!
2: <laughs> oh oh sorry my text messages are going off on my laptop <laughs>
1: but
0: I'm just so sick of it dude I'm so fucking sick of it but I'll I'll bitch about it again later but that is truly like the bane of my existence right now (laughs) um my two heroes one Earl's has nine dollar espresso martinis for the rest of the month
2: like uh, the month of October
0: yep damn it I know they're so good me and my friends got our bill the other night it was me and three of my friends who went or me and two friends who went 12 espresso martinis and a basket of fries with our bill. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the most epic bill I've ever gotten in a restaurant. <laughs> like that's just ridiculous. Um, and then today you'll already have seen my Halloween costume by the time this comes out. Uh, actually, no, you won't. this is a preview. I'm being Jeff Probst, the host of Survivor for Halloween. <laughs> and I got my costume for $8 at Goodwill. Ooh. I know. So that's pretty swagger. All my friends are dressing up as, like, we picked, like, a theme because we're going to a Mm -hmm. party. So we picked, like, survivor theme, and I'm just Jeff, and then everyone's, like, their favorite player from, like, other seasons. So it's just going to be a shit show. Um, But yeah, wait, what are you being for Halloween?
2: Uh, I'm being Daphne from Scooby-Doo.
0: Ooh, that's a good one. I saw your pink boots, and I was like, I don't know what these are, but I like them.
2: Oh, I wore them to the concert the other night, actually, because they're, like, they're really, really high. So obviously I just wore them under flare jeans, but I'm so excited to wear them. And I was like, oh, should I return them? But I'm like, I'm just going to try and make the most out of them as much as the kings I love them. Yeah. But I am a little annoyed because I'm, I'm not going to name any names. But so me and one of my friends were like, yeah, let's do, she was one who suggested, let's do Velma and Daphne. I was like, okay. Then like two days ago, she's like, oh, I don't want to be Velma anymore. I'm like, I already bought like a dollar's worth of stuff. I'm like, whatever, like, I'm still gonna be Daphne, like, I'm, I like the costume, so yeah, whatever, why would you suggest it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's like, if someone bailed on me about to dress up as Jeff Probst, I'd be like, you (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs)
2: Although I would
0: have been more mad if I was
2: the one being Velma, because Velma, I'm personally my first thought, I'm like, why would anyone want to be
0: Velma? (laughs) Yeah, she's not that great. So like, can't be, can't be too mad, but. I'm like, I, I did wear pink go go boots,
2: so I'm happy. Yeah,
0: that's a sleigh. Um, all right, what's your hero? That was actually oh, my hero. Was that was your weekend. hero. Yeah. Okay. I do you did have any Saturday days off? off. So, yeah. Slay. Sarah oh,
2: no. gone wild. It might be, it might be low because I'm doing a whole weekend because there's only so much you can do in Boston if you're not like buy tickets to some goofy event. No, I'm not doing a bar crawl. Oh, that's what I'm roped into, a bar crawl. I, <laughs> I hate bar crawls. I didn't mean to shit on your life. No, I've been on one bar crawl and I hated it. I hate bar crawls. I hate bar crawls. But this one, at least it's 3 p.m. to 8. So I'm like, all right, I can either bail out at like 5 and just like go off and do my own thing. Yeah. Or I'm like, I could just go home after and it's only going to be 8 o'clock. I yeah, don't like that's calls. true. At all, but also the ticket was $13. And like to get like tickets to like a
0: bar night was like $50. And like, no. Yeah. City Boston bar, no. No. Halloween is not a bar holiday. Halloween is a house party holiday, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. I would much rather go dressed up to a house party, fuck around, dance on a table, and drink my own alcohol. Then go to a bar with a bunch of people. I don't know, dressed up weird and fucking being creepy. Like I house yeah. party all the way. House party holiday. See, that's the other thing. I got invited to
2: a house party Saturday night. So I'm like, I could also just leave and go and do that. But I'm holding a hope because I'm like, okay, I'm going as Daphne. I was like, maybe there'll be a boy out there dressed like Fred. And it'll Thanks. be It'll be a cute, Especially because you have a Fred. I know. And then is <laughs> like, any boy dressed up as Fred from Scooby-Doo is already has a Daphne. <laughs> no that's, one's doing that
0: by their self. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, I just, I don't know. That, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm thinking of you, Sarah. I'm still holding out hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll hold out hope for you too. I don't know. I just think it's like a house party holiday. I think people like, take Halloween so seriously to the point where like I want to take it seriously but I don't want to go to a bar dressed up as a 50 year old man <laughs> and like have to explain to people who don't get it when they don't see me in my group together and it's like I'd rather just like dick around I don't know
2: that was like like sophomore year of college you know um what you call it from Finding Nemo Darla the girl with, like the yes, routine. I was Darla for Halloween and I went out first to a house party and like, those are fine. But then I went to a bar and people were like, like, what the fuck are you? Cause all these girls, of course, are in like bras and. Underwear. Yeah.
0: I'm just and not I a have, sexy like, Halloween costume person.
2: I have like the retainer thing. <laughs> like I have a bag fish stuffed <laughs> animals <laughs> and it says like rock and roll girl. <laughs> it just was not it.
0: My other thing about like Halloween weekend is that. I got in today's Thursday. We're recording on a Thursday night. I got invited to stuff starting tonight. Halloween is what? Monday? Was it Chris Catillo? Yes. Can we call out by names? <laughs> yes. Should I call him right now?
2: <laughs> also, but, and this invite, I want everyone to know this invite for me at least was
0: sent two days ago. Yeah. And I was like <laughs> Thursday, but the thing is, is like Halloween weekend, I'm not in college anymore. I can't no. start on Thursday, go Friday, go Saturday, and then like Sunday's not even Halloween yet. It's like I'll do Friday, Saturday. Other than that, I'm fucking out. I'm too I old hated, for this shit.
2: Hated Hall Weekend in college because one, you need like a billion costumes, and when you're a mm-hmm. college kid, that shit adds up so quickly. I remember having to like, financially prepare. That's why I'm like, now it's only one costume or bus, but. Mm. You'd go out like four
0: nights a fucking week. I know. That's oh. the thing too, is it's like, I'm going to go out Friday, Saturday. Saturday, we're doing our survivor thing, but I'm going out with the same crew tomorrow night. So mm-hmm. we're all like recycling costumes. My friend's going to be Ricky Bobby. She is going to be a great Ricky Bobby. And I'm <laughs> going to be Ricky Bobby's wife. So like, it's fine. It's perfect. And then sad. Like we're, we're going to house parties both nights. So it's like, we could rewear our costumes, but like, we're just going to recycle old ones. It's like, whatever. And Survivor is so easy. I literally spent six bucks on my costume. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm just getting too old for like the whole weekend thing. Like I respect people who do it, but I just. Oh, I was like, I'm going to take off
2: one day, the Halloween weekend. And that's the only day anyone's going to fucking see me. So I just picked the Saturday.
0: (laughs) Go for it. I hope your bar crawl is not miserable.
2: I'm sure it will be.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I just looked at our notes and Sarah put in an NFL trade note. I can't wait. I I did. I
2: I don't know much about it. I just will. I want your thoughts because I like now get all the notifications. I'm like, hmm, this everyone seems happy about it.
0: (laughs) Wait, I'm about to expose Sarah for a second. I literally died at Sarah. Sarah sent me a Snapchat. I think it was this morning of her like top played songs over the last month. And three of them were Taylor Swift songs. And then the last one was Meek Mill. And I was like, Sarah's entire persona at this point is Philly. <laughs> we just need to incorporate the word John into your vocabulary. <laughs> like, I'll replace Wicked. <laughs> hey, Wicked.
2: Imagine John just using John <laughs> Every day, I think it's. I just so like, can picture myself.
0: <laughs> it's so good, but Sarah's entire personality at this point is just Philly. <laughs> I saw the Meek Mill, and I was like, "Yes, dual threat queen."
2: <laughs> I was taken aback when I looked at that. I was like, "I haven't <laughs> listened to that much
0: Meek Mill in the last four weeks, but uh, uh, that's so good." Oh, okay. So as always, we're going to start out with baseball stuff. I don't have a ton to say, just like a couple like speaking points. Maybe our notes even cross over a little bit. I want to start with you got your wish. I was kind of not for the Yankees, but not against the Yankees. I kind of was just craving chaos. What else is new? But they're out. Thoughts and reactions. Thank God. Okay. They went out pathetically. bad. Dude, did you see the stands clear out? (laughs) Awesome. Game five
2: or $17 at Yankee Stadium. (laughs) The ALCS.
0: That is embarrassing. Horrible. Is New York a bad sports town? Some are saying. I just like, that's the thing is like, even I don't care if it's postseason something. I don't care if we're getting our ass beat. Like, I'm gonna stay in those fucking seats.
2: Yeah, they were just, I don't know. It seems like the Yankees are down bad, Yankees fans are down bad. It kind of ties into one of my notes. I don't know if you saw this. Aaron Boone showed before game five his team highlights from game seven of the 2004 ALCS for inspiration. And like when I saw that posted, my first thought was, why would you ever show like your team's meltdown, even if it mm-hmm. was years and years ago, as inspiration? Like that just doesn't seem like a good idea. Obviously it didn't pan out, but then they asked Derek Jeter about it yesterday. And he was like, uh like I don't I don't really have much of a comment. I just like that loss still stings. So I don't know why you would be sharing. Sure.
0: That. Yeah, I just, I don't understand why that's inspiring. And like, that's kind of been the topic of everyone that I've heard talk about it is it's just like, people are clowning the fuck out of them.
2: Like you guys just based off the way you played, like the 2004 Red Sox had fight in them. Those Yankees did not have fight in them. They were not coming back from a like deficit like
0: that. <laughs> So I, I have a note about Aaron judge. I've heard a lot of talk about him going to San Francisco, like whatever. Obviously something has to, it, it's weird because baseball is one of those sports where it's like, if any, if, if any other major sport made it this far into the postseason, there would be no question about coaches mm-hmm. keeping their jobs, trying to bring like big names back. But it's like, I feel like Aaron Boone might lose his job.
2: Well, I think the Yankees organization said yesterday, Aaron Boone's staying. Did they? Like I didn't see it. Yeah. And then I think it was Mariano Rivera was like, I like, I would think if they continue to lose like this and have this kind of like no success in the postseason, like you have to make a change at some point, whether that's coaching or not, with kind of basically all but saying like, you need to make a change there. Like something's not working.
0: See, well, that tells me everything and nothing at the same time, because it either means that Aaron judge thinks that he can win under Aaron Boone. Or he's already made up his mind that he's out and that's not something that they have to deal with because I feel as though if they were going to keep him, they might make a lot of decisions surrounding him. Like mm-hmm. I said, it tells you everything and nothing at the same time, but it's like, I feel like they're both either all in or he's out.
2: Yeah. I really don't know what to think about judge. Cause towards the last few weeks, it seems like everything's been pouring and he wants to be on the Yankees forever. Like he wants to be locked up by the Yankees forever. But then, of course, he gives the same thing every other athlete gives, like, it's a business, like, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, he's never explicitly
0: said, like, I want to stay here forever. Do you think he'll take a pay cut to stay there if that's what it comes down to? I don't think so. I don't either. It's like you can say all of the right things and do all of the right things. But it's like we've seen so many athletes, especially in baseball, time and time again, be offered the same amount of money from two teams and go somewhere else. Yeah, like obviously you
2: always have love for the team that like you grew up in their system and stuff. But at the end of the day, like you want to make as much money as possible. I don't blame them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The uh, only other thing I want to comment on before we move into the Devers stuff, uh, I saw the Bryce Harper in the dugout mouthing. I can't believe I just did that. And it's like, I'm not a huge Bryce Harper fan. Like I kind of lump him in with like Russell Wilson and, you know, players like that, who it's like, I just, he's kind of cringe to me and I just don't understand it. But this was like a moment where he felt like a human and not just a robot. And I appreciated that from him.
2: I was so happy because I do feel like he's one of those guys that like, there was an article the other day, like since he was 13, he's been hyped up to be this crazy player. And it just feels like, it's never really panned out for him. Like he has all these flashes. And then of course, as soon as he leaves Washington, they win the world series the Mm -hmm. next year. He is such a good player. I think the expectations for him have just been so high, even since like before he got into the league, that now that he's able to like deliver a moment like that in the postseason and like send his team to the world series, it's like finally like, fuck you all.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, I have been, I can't even imagine being in that position as a player. It's like, that's something other than like doing that in the world series. Like that's something that you dream about your entire life. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I would feel the same way, but I appreciated that from him just because I do feel like he's just one of those like athletes. He honestly, I shouldn't even said Russell Wilson. I should have said JJ Watt because that's the vibe he gives me just kind Mm -hmm. of like a work robot, like just very focused on their craft and has like some funny one-liners that might not be the most re- like relatable things from time to time but I appreciated like a relatable moment from Bryce Harper because I feel like we don't get them very often
2: yeah I'm just happy to see he's having like fun I feel like he's been kind of miserable <laughs> for yeah. the majority of his career and rightfully so
0: but yeah totally Okay, so kind of a huge topic for you. I mean, no, you're not as big into baseball as you used to be, but Rafael Devers is rumored to be re-signing with the Red Sox or in talks to do so, which obviously is something that everybody wants. Him and Xander have been kind of the conversation of the postseason. Do you? Obviously, we've talked very many times about how we think that he's the most important, but do you think that that's just the only big signing they're going to make? How do you feel about it? What do you think the contract should be? Like, do you have any reactions?
2: I'd be okay if this is the only big sign they make, because if it's going to be what they're making it out to be, it's going to be like a long, long, like big paying contract by all means. I'm totally fine with that. I think he's earned every penny of it. And I want totally. him like, like, he's a foundation piece. You build your team around him and we've all wanted Bloom to go and spend like, that's who I want him to spend the money on. <laughs> If you're yeah. not going to spend on a huge free agent, like spend it on Devers and Devers comes before any random free agents. me, I don't care who it is.
0: Yeah, agree. I mean, we said all of last year when this was kind of the talks that they should sign both Devers and Bogarts, but if they had to pick or if fans had to pick, I think that there would be a bigger fight over Devers and there would be letting Xander walk.
2: Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. I don't know what this means for Xander. I'm like, really like, I've accepted that the, he could have played his last game with the Red Sox, but also I wouldn't be shocked if he comes
0: back, but he's not going to take any more team friendly deals or anything, nor should he. No. So. no, especially because he's been with the organization since he was 17. And yes, it's a business and you don't owe anybody anything, but like, damn, that's got to feel like a slap in the face.
2: Yeah, like he already took one team friendly deal. He's proven himself. Like he's won multiple World Series. He's been a leader for this team now. Like he's one of the oldest guys on this team. Like it's such a young Red Sox team. And if like every like bad loss, every bad season, he's the one they put out there to talk. So give like even besides his actual performance on the fields, everything he's done for the Red Sox off the field, he deserves so, so much money. And if the Red Sox aren't going to give him that, Go somewhere where you're gonna get
0: it. I, I agree. That was percent in support of that. Yep. Uh yeah, I'm always pro player. So I agree with you. Two more quick baseball notes before we get into a couple football things. Um, I so I pre-schedule our clips like 90% of the time to go up. And I pre-scheduled our your Phillies take about dancing <laughs> on my own last week. And I saw that you responded to it and you were like, they're going to the world series, dancing on my own is the Phillies now. So I see that you put that in our notes. And I think that that's so funny because I agree with you and I still do, but like, if you make it to the world series and what a, I fuck it.
2: Yeah. I was like, all right. I like, obviously they still just took back because Kyle Schwarber's brought in that locker room. I'm not saying they outright stole it. Like they saw like Like yes. they literally have Kyle Schwarber in the locker room. So it makes sense. But I'm like, Okay, that Red Sox team lost in the ALCS. The Phillies are going to the World Series and they've made it their thing. Once you bring that song to World Series, that's yours. Yeah. <laughs> so that I, do, I do have, because the Bruins, but I don't know if you saw, they posted a video with Bergeron singing to Dancing on My Own in the locker room and everyone's dancing around. But it was the Robin version, like the original version. I'll just go over that note, actually, now. I have it in the NHL, but so... It's like a funny ass clip, but obviously it's the original version of the song. And I saw this Philly, like Philadelphia fan on Twitter. It was like, oh, Bruins ripping off Philadelphia sports. The amount of Boston people that immediately came after it it was like, no, actually you guys ripped off the Boston Red Sox. Like, and also this is a different version of the song. Yeah. I'm sorry. Just let us have this. Suck it. Nerd. How could you not know that? Yeah, I'm like, okay, there are so many ways you could have, like, dragged the Bruins. Dude. You can't use, oh, they stole that from us when you literally did steal that from Boston.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I had, like, not a similar thing because, like, someone was coming at me, but I was, like, I guess, like, Clemson has, like, this, like, meet at the paw thing, like, win or lose, like, every home game we meet at the paw, and obviously they haven't lost in a long time, and it's like where fans can go and like meet the players on the field or whatever. And I tweeted and I was like, imagine storming the field after almost beating like Syracuse and people were like, we meet at the PAW. How do you call yourself a sports person? Like how you don't even blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, brother, regardless, I would not go on the field. If my team almost no, no. Yeah. It's also how someone said that they avoid the fine of like, storming the field by it being like a tradition or something. If I were every other school, I would low-key start that big tradition right now. So next time that my students bum rush the field, it's on a hundred thousand dollar fine for me. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's such BS. I like it's anyways, not baseball related, but sort of yes. Okay. You have one more baseball note. Yeah. Today, Brock Holt announced he's retiring from baseball.
2: Congrats to him. I hope he is the next up on the Nesson broadcast for the Red Sox booth. Yes.
0: (laughs) Wait, that's so that's such a good take. I didn't even think of that. He was like the first Red Sox that I ever loved. And so it's like weird because he kind of feels like a childhood like favorite of mine, even though (laughs) I was like definitely like in early high school or something. But it's just weird. I feel like I'm getting old.
2: I'm just glad that he can always say he's the only player to hit a cycle in the postseason. Cause if it's like, if there's any other like star player that'd be kind of boring, but because there's utility man, Brock Holt, that's like <laughs> forever
0: etched into history. I, yeah, I'm happy, but I'm sad. You know, it's like, I'm happy that he's like moving on and like, you know, is going to enter this phase of his life. It just reminds me that I'm getting fucking old.
2: Oh, me and my mom have been texted about it. Cause of course she loves Brock Holt too. Mm-hmm. Like love the whole family, just obsessed. So we've been texting about it all day. We're like, no, 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 he'll, he'll replace it. It'll be fine. Cause he is, he's such a Boston guy now, even though he's from Texas, like whatever. Like I know his family like lives here now. Like they're raising their kids here. I feel like he's always around. He still does a bunch of stuff with St. Jude's.
0: I think he'd be great on a broadcast dude.
2: Yeah, get him in there.
0: Yeah, I think that he would be awesome. Um, okay, moving on to some NFL stuff. Obviously, there are a couple huge stories this week that we quickly want to touch on. The first being, obviously, if you are new here, I am an idiot and I'm a Jaguars fan, born and raised, unfortunately, this week, and I've aired a lot of my thoughts on Twitter, but obviously, I'm kind of dramatic on Twitter and a little bit more real about my sports takes here. as we both, I feel like are. Uh, we both just kind of shit tweet sometimes and I don't think people get it, but so James Robinson, our running back, I guess now former backup running back slash former starter situation was traded to the jets this week, which I think is awesome for him. He was traded to a better team where he's going to get reps. He has like 10 games left on his contract. So he might get a new one or a bigger one or something else. My thing is, is he was an undrafted free agent who was on a cheap deal. He was productive. He was one of our best players on some of these really shitty seasons. And yes, he had a bad injury, but I think that he recovered well from it. My biggest issue with all of this was that they treated him for a sixth round pick, which I don't even think encompasses the talent that he is become in the NFL, especially mm-hmm. considering that he was productive and cheap as shit, like so fucking cheap as a player for us. And it's like, what frustrates me is that I feel as though it's a coaching problem. Do I think that he's better than Travis Etienne at this point in the season? No, obviously not. But Travis Etienne has a red zone turnover issue. And what if Travis gets hurt? And on top of that, it's like, I think that Doug Peterson is play calling for what he wants his offense to be and not what his offense is and I think that if that were the case we would have won a lot more games like I said I know that Travis Etienne is better and it's his backfield now but when we run the ball we're more successful and when James Robinson touches the ball 15 times or more in a game the Jaguars win that's a fact last week Travis Etienne had 14 carries and hasty had one for 15 total carries in a game when Trevor is slinging the ball, maybe 40 times. And it's like, obviously your young quarterback is struggling. Your receivers are struggling. Why aren't you running the ball? I get that you're a quarterback minded head coach. And you want this offense to be that maybe a year from now, two years from now, when you get a better wide receiver one in there or something like that. But it's like your team's clearly struggling with the ball in the air. So keep it on the fucking ground. And we might have five, six wins under our belt now, especially, and I see this like specifically in the Philly game, there was a fucking hurricane. And I think that he drew up these plays, came up with the scheme for the game. And if the weather wasn't a fucking hurricane, I think that his play calling, it was a little ballsy and kind of all over the place at the time. I think that they could have stood a better chance, especially because that turnover went our way, but you knew it was a fucking hurricane and you didn't run the fucking ball. The Eagles did, and they found success and they won, even though you were up 14, nothing at one point. And I just think that he's so stubborn and his ego is so big that he was like, nah, I don't care about the weather. We're going to keep the play calling that we decided all week. Why? I think that he was just so much more valuable to this team than a six round pick. If they were like utilizing the offense the way they could, it has nothing to do with James Robinson. Like, sure. If you want to get rid of him at the end of the season, cool. I understand wanting to get some return for him, but a six round pick is not worth the production that you could have gotten from this guy for 10 more games. And that's kind of where I stand with it. I wanted to touch on it because I've am so, I'm not even mad that like we're shopping people. I get that. Like we're past, maybe having any postseason aspirations, even though we're in a shit ass division and Matt Ryan's no longer starting. It's just, we didn't have to be here. It's just Doug can't get over his ego of what he wants this offense to be and what it actually is. So I had some people asking for my reactions. I just kind of wanted to clarify my thoughts there. That's where I stand with that. Um, As far as the Josh Allen stuff, I, like I said, will become a Lions fan tomorrow. I'm so frustrated with this Jaguars team. Like I just, I I tweeted that I was so sick of this shit and I just mean it. I don't, people ask why I cried when I found out in public at a bar, when I found out that we hired Doug Peterson, it wasn't the fact that it was Doug. It's just that I'm so frustrated because I don't want like, could-be's or maybes or whatever. I understand the hiring. I'm just so frustrated as to why we didn't bring back Robert Sala, who's now the Jets head coach. Obviously, W for him taking James Robinson because he knows we're dumb and we'll sell for nothing because Trent Baalke's a fucking moron. But it, that's just it. Ugh, this is why. <laughs> Anyways, the biggest like story in football this week, I feel like has been... The zappy Mac Jones situation. and Sarah and I have been talking about this constantly for days. It's like endless entertainment. It just gets better every day. It gets the more press conferences that Bill has, the more entertaining it gets. So worse and worse, he digs the hole for himself. It is incredible. So I don't know, i'm I'm assuming you saw this. But obviously, there were Zappy chants early. Felger was all on the Zappy train. Mm -hmm. It was a great hour. I have shit on Alabama quarterbacks for a long time. That's no, I have said that on this show that I don't think that Alabama quarterbacks work out in the NFL because of the talent that they're surrounded with in college. Jalen and Tua, this is their first year that they've had good years. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I'll be willing to reverse my take. If one of them wins a super bowl or has multiple playoff like stretches or deep playoff stretches or whatever for now, I'm going to stick where I'm at. And I just I know that Mac Jones should get the start. He they need to pick a guy and they need to stick with him. But I love the conspiracy theories about Joe Judge and Matt Patricia loving Bailey Zappi because he's like an untouched virgin giving him different plays (laughs) and then giving Matt. I, and then like the media asking Bill who the starter is, who's healthy over and over again in every single possible way. And Bill just dicking them around and then turning around and giving the story to field Yates of ESPN that Mac Jones is starting, even though he never told Mac. I'm sorry. I, I think I said to you, I'm like,
2: all these people that are like, Oh, and Bill, we trust have turned on him so quickly. And you know what?
0: Rightfully fucking so. I don't think he could be handling this any worse. (laughs) It's to air. See, and nobody's talking about the defense, which was the real (laughs) issue. And it's like, if the defense kept them in the game, I think that we would have seen Mac Jones in the fourth quarter. But now you aired this kid out on fucking Monday night football. This was not a Sunday game against the Jets. This was Monday night fucking football against a shitty team that you treated like a bye week. I'm just like, one now, Mac lost all confidence. There's
2: all this controversy with the media. Like, all eyes are on these two now. And Bill just, like, continued, Like you said, like, I'm sorry, you cannot pull a stunt like that in the middle of a game. And then, like, of course, because no one even knew who was starting that day going into it. Like, an hour before, it was like, oh, it's going to be Mac, whatever. And then Bill's like, well, like, the plan was for him to not play the full game anyways. Yeah. Like, if it was a close game, he would have come back and whatever. You cannot like go back in the media and pull typical Bill Belichick shit and not give answers. When you started this yourself, like that is a b- issue you put yourself into, and you don't get the advantage. I think of being like, oh,
0: we're on to this. Like, but like shut the fuck up. <laughs> and even today at eleven forty-five in his press conference, he still wasn't giving answers. He was still beating around the bush because I think that he knows that he doesn't really have a guy at all. So it's like no. if Matt goes out this weekend and throws a bunch of picks, and then has a shitty game the following week, I think absolutely he wa- he wants Bailey Zappi back in there. Even if it comes down to the Joe Judge and Matt Patricia favoring, like I don't think Bill wants to be held responsible for a kid that he doesn't fully trust. But I think that their issues are opposite. I think that Mac Jones is not as naturally gifted, but has the maturity, is used to the spotlight, is used to the criticism has the podium experience can go out there and talk to the media and I think Bailey Zappi is very immature but has a lot of natural raw talent so the thing is is if Mac Jones shits the bed and he gets another opportunity can he deal with the media can he deal with the crowd and he was flip flopping on a lot of answers at the podium last week I do think that he is just Matt Judge and, or Matt Patricia and Joe Judge's like no other offensive coordinator has touched this guy. So like, he's our child. We're going to call all these plays for him. The team's behind him. We found success with him. He's not turning over the ball at the same rate. I don't care. I know that Mac Jones has thrown what 12 picks in the last eight or 10 games or something like that. I don't think they trust either of them and they don't want to put a label on either of them. And they just want to fucking smooth sail through this. But if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. See, my
2: thing is speaking just like strictly in terms of like their skills as a quarterback, I feel like Mac is the smarter quarterback of the two, but he's made so many more dumb mistakes. Maybe it's just because we have a much bigger sample size to take from it with, than with Zappi. But I'm like, he is the smarter one of the two, I think. But like you said, like Zappi, like he does have that natural talent and like, I don't know what's going on with the offensive quarter Who fucking knows? But either way, I'm like, it's kind of funny how quickly also like everyone was like oh we want zappy and blah 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 and it was like fun for 10 minutes like this is our guy blah blah then he started shooting the bed too and like i said there's no real starter between the two and then they all just
0: like turned on zappy too like uh mm-hmm. like, what did you want it's true. what did you want See, I don't think that Mac Jones is a smart player. I actually think he's really dumb, which is why he makes some of the mistakes that he does. I just think that he has like experience making quick decisions because of the pressure he was put under in big games at Alabama. Mm -hmm. But I think that the issue that Bill has with him is because he has found a lot of success at Alabama was the guy kind of across the nation in Alabama at a big school. I think that he has a fucking attitude problem. You think so? I do. I really do. I think because- when he rolled his eyes at bill the other night and he, when he was talking to Kendrick Bourne and he was like, I'm out. And then the way that he's handled some of like the, well, bill hasn't said anything to me with the media. I'm kind of just like, he, he said the words rat poison, which is a Nick Saban saying at the podium the other night, he was like, I'm not dealing with all of this like rat poison or whatever. I just need to be the best quarterback I can be. And it's like, if you're going to throw, and I know that Nick and bill are friends, but it's like, if you're going to throw like rat poison in there, man, you better mean it. And man, you better play well. And I do think that Mac Jones is the better guy to go with right now, just because he has an entire season under his belt. He's not a rookie. The Patriots that are in a tough place in a tough division. If he stinks it up fine, fuck it. But I'm going to stick with Bailey Zappi being my favorite of the two strictly for singing Stacy's mom in the <laughs> middle of that fucking drive. Oh yeah. Zappi has much better vibes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Based off of the ILO, I'm like, yeah, he can get the start. <laughs> Elite vibes. And I think that Patriots fans just, and, and I know that if Mac Jones hadn't turned the ball over in that situation, he would have went out there and scored. Bill never would have taken him out. People never would have been chanting Zabby's name, but I just, and I, I have a lot of Patriots fans and I love to death. We have a lot of Patriots followers. I am so here for this fucking drama and chaos. Like I just Feel my pain, Patriots fans. This is karma for 2017.
2: It's been years and years of success. Every (laughs) franchise goes through it. This is just like the funniest way
0: to be going through it through it in my opinion (laughs) it's like that's the thing is like Patriots fans can be mad like they can be pissed at whatever they want but even if you are like a New England forever fucking lunatic you have to admit that this fucking shit is funny it's funny it's good (laughs) entertainment it is so funny like it doesn't matter whose expense it's at it is gold like anytime the
2: Patriots have been involved in like this big like media controversy in the past it's been something like deflate gate or something anything like actually like oh like this
0: is funny like like mac jones is like losing his job and bailey zappy's like stacy's mom his (laughs) god like that is awesome it's just (laughs) silly the whole thing's so silly i love it okay speaking of silly i know that you saw this headline as well russell wilson on his fucking flight to london spent one hour sleeping like three watching film one stretching and like an hour of high knees on the plane
2: my like my only thought on this how has no one on his team just like rocked him in the face at this point that's
0: what I was wondering how did an offensive lineman not like pick him up and shove him in a seat (laughs) and be like sit down and shut the fuck up like it doesn't. If anyone was doing that on a flight, I'd be like,
2: "This per- guy fucking sucks." Let alone Russell Wilson. I'd go to
0: hell. Literally jump off his. Plane. I just picked for him in full pads in the aisle, doing like up downs, and with every up down, he's like Broncos country. Let's ride. <laughs> he's like, so I, cringy, Mister Unlimited. <laughs> Oh, he like makes my skin crawl. <laughs> I just, how is that dude banging Sierra?
2: <laughs> it how? It's all
0: hope. Like you can do fucking anything if you're rich. <laughs> like the opposite of like every hot perfect girl ever getting cheated on is Sierra with Russell Wilson. <laughs> like this is your golden ticket mid-ass men. Truly. Like Truly. find your Sierra. Find your Sierra. I just, itch I, if I were on his team, I would have been like, yo, team doctor, give me a motherfucking Xanax now. Mm-hmm. I just, and that's the thing too, is it seems in the last couple of weeks, we found out a lot more about Russell Wilson's situation in Seattle than we knew. It's like Richard Sherman has come out and like spoken some not so nice things. Uh, Marshawn Lynch said that if you wanted to get a hold of Russell Wilson, you had to go through his agent. You couldn't just call him. So it's like, I don't feel bad anymore. I think that we were all like whoever his like marketing team PR team was in Seattle was doing a great job of hiding Mr. Unlimited from the wild. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. What a Um, downfall he's been on. Thank God. Thank God. I love the exposure. <laughs> um, I want to say Brady and Rogers sucking is awesome. I had the conversation today of should I drop Aaron Rodgers from my fantasy team for Jared Goff? Which is a conversation I never, <laughs> never thought I would have, but I almost did it. Are I'm giving gonna- him I'm giving him one more week. Okay. That's fair. One more week. If nothing happens, he was calling for his players to be benched. So if he does not work it out this week, it's never going to happen. And I'm picking up fucking Jared Goff. (laughs) Um, Christian McCaffrey, the 49ers, that offense is about to be a fucking Swiss army knife. I, it didn't work out so well first week. I have no problem thinking it will turn around and then Tyler drum roll, please. (laughs) Sarah has an NFL trade note, and it is. I am peaking right. I'm gonna finish this entire glass of wine for this note, Sarah. Okay. Well, I put it because I
2: don't know any. Obviously, you know, I'm like the most like basic, like bare minimum football fan. But I need your input <laughs> on this because I know every leak bill right me. now. <laughs> The Eagles trade for Robert Quinn in exchange for their fourth round pick to the Bears. So I need your thoughts on this because I know Eagles fans are really excited and happy with this. It's like rich get richer type deal.
0: Okay. I, first of all, kind of, I, I think that that is a beyond fair trade on both sides for them. I think Robert Quinn has been traded quite a few times in his career. I think that he's absolutely going to help kind of maybe push this Eagles team over the edge into maybe like a late postseason, winning their division, maybe a bye week situation. I think it's fucking phenomenal. I think a fourth round pick is also fair considering the age of Robert Quinn. But my favorite thing to come out of all of this was Roquan Smith having to leave the podium, fighting back tears after finding out that Robert Quinn had been traded. That is amazing real men cry and I don't think I know that they're friends and like best friends I don't think he was crying because they're friends though I think he was crying because he was jealous because I would want to get out of Chicago too (laughs) yeah I think that he was just like this is everything I wanted (laughs) Yeah,
2: I just cried, and I was like, oh, they're just such good friends. I didn't even think that.
0: yet. Probably, I wish that was literally. <laughs> he's probably like this man's about to win a Super Bowl, and I'm stuck with the Chicago Bears. In Chicago. <laughs> so I, I think that I think it's a beyond fair trade. Mm-hmm. I think Chicago's getting a lot better. They're finding themselves out, they're figuring out Justin Field's role in their offense. They have some picks coming up. I I have faith that Chicago could turn a corner. And I think that this benefits both teams. He, he could have been maybe worth something more, but I think a fourth round for his age and how much he's been thrown around. I think that this is beyond fair. I'm happy for both teams. I, I hope he wins the Super Bowl. Hell yeah. If if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, can we go to the parade? Yes. Like, I yeah. want to climb a greased pole immediately. I want to burn something down. I want to be like the picture of Travis Scott when everything's on fire with like the fucking microphone, just blasting Meek Mill and hitting shit. Dude, imagine if the Phillies win the World Series and the Eagles go to the Super Bowl, that city may not be standing. No. So, I was listening to a talk radio show the other morning saying how the biggest thing that the Eagles could do to win a Super Bowl isn't signing anyone before free agency is over. It's the Phillies winning the World Series because that would just be like the added, like, sports town drama adrenaline that the Eagles need to just full send. Well, it's so funny because, you know, obviously I'm covering the flyers and so. Clearly the big
2: focus in Philadelphia right now is the Phillies. And then second of that is the Eagles. But people keep asking like the players and John Tortorella, And I get it. Like it is an interesting storyline with like, Oh, does that like light a fire under you guys at all? Like respectfully, like, no. <laughs> like someone asked, because I think it was like the Flyers end up coming back in a game. And at the same time, the uh, Wells Fargo Center was playing. The Phillies came back at one of the NLCS games. And they're like, oh, were you guys watching on the bench? Like, did that see you and, like, encourage you? And I forget what players. So I was like, I mean, you can write that it did if you want. But, like, we weren't watching from the bench. <laughs> like, okay. I get what they're trying to do. And, like, yeah want the Flyers to be relevant and stuff. And it's a nice story. But I'm like, respectfully, if the Flyers even, like, break 500, I call that a win. I think I Dumb. said that last week, too. Yes. And I'm like – they are like, they're not going to be a part of the championship contention. Like let's, let's settle down, let them enjoy like the championship town. Sure. But don't try and make it just more than it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing for me. Like I would get it if they were asking like the Sixers because I group like the crossover between fans in major cities, like, okay, I get how you could like a baseball team, a football team and uh, a basketball team. Mm -hmm. I get that group of people. Hockey fans are just so different, so far (laughs) removed. I get how people like cross over in their city or whatever, but if you're like a diehard fan of a hockey team, it's just those people don't often cross over, intersect in the same way because hockey (laughs) is just so different. And like, people can disagree with that, whatever, but hockey fans and fans of the other three major sports are just very different people and they don't often intersect, in my opinion, in the same way.
2: Yeah, like I know because it was kind of cool that that one day in Philly, I think it was like all three teams were playing on the same day. Like the Eagles had the bye, but it was like, the Phillies clinched it. Then everyone came to Wells Fargo Center after, and they're all in their Philly stuff. But that's the thing. Like, everyone was just like, let's just keep the party going. Go, and yeah. Go see a fucking Flyers game. This is probably, like, 20 bucks. Yeah. But it's like, everyone's focus is the Phillies. But then you did see, like, the diehard Flyers fans. They're all in their Flyers gear. Like, they probably could give less of a shit about the Phillies.
0: Yeah. And it's like, honestly, this isn't, like... I don't mean this to sound how it's about to, but like most hockey players like aren't American. Like they don't care. <laughs> like they don't give a shit.
2: Well, someone was like, cause John Tortorella obviously is from Massachusetts and someone's like, oh, I thought he was Canadian. What care? about John Tortorella makes you think that man is Canadian?
0: <laughs>
2: hockey. <laughs> like, but if you even hear him speak for like a minute, like, no, that is not a Canadian <laughs>
0: That's actually kind of a good transition into our NHL stuff anyway. Uh, do you have any Flyers notes? Uh, I do. Okay. Find it. We can talk oh, about yeah. that before we talk about the Bruins and the Sharks. Well, one of them kind of
2: ties in because I was going to, it's like about Carter Hart. I kind of was comparing him and Linus Allmark. So I'll just like start with my Linus Allmark comment just right now. Yeah. I think Linus Allmark, because my, I wrote a story this week, like how sustainable Carter Hart's like, Hot starts here. Now he's four and zero. Oh. He had the second highest save percentage right now, just behind Jake ottinger And I was like, "King, I think yes, truly a king." <laughs> Theo, you need to shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> Show us the cat.
2: No. <laughs> so, anyways, Carter Hart. <laughs> I my argument is Carter Hart. I think obviously he's due for a big bounce back year. He's had a tough last two seasons. And right now he looks really good. You know, we see players get off to hot starts all the time. Goalie's such a volatile position. Like you're going to have bad games. Shit's going to happen. I think personally he can, like, we've seen it in his rookie year. And then his second year too, like he can play at a very high level. Like he's a very, very good goaltender. Like he's being called for the best, uh, like just to be in the conversation, his rookie year. I think he could do the same on his own this year. I don't think at all is the record going to reflect that because even though the Flyers like defense has improved in front of him, for the most part, I still don't really see this Flyers roster as an NHL caliber caliber roster. I think their focus is still just playing those young guys and that should be their focus. Like your focus is the future, but I don't think Carter Hart's going to get the respect he deserves just because he it like, he doesn't have the greatest team in front of him. Whereas Linus Allmark is off to such a hot start. Like he's looked amazing, incredible, like very much like if you were to pick the Vezina right now, would be in the, the top goaltending
0: grade. in Boston is
2: awesome. Yeah. And like, he has like a great team in front of him. Like the defense, we'll get into it like more specifically. They look great. And then that's without Charlie McAvoy. Like it's just going to get better. That's the thing yeah. with like Allmark. Like I think it can sustain for him because he has such a great defense in front of him. Kurt or Hart, I feel like between the pipes by himself, yes, he can keep mm-hmm. up the rate he's at as long as he can stay healthy, but I don't think anyone's really going to be able to recognize that just because you're going to see all these ugly losses by the Flyers. You're going to see their defense fall apart. Yeah. Like your are only two like true defensemen right now on that team are like Provorov, D'Angelo, like their median really age, their median age is like what? 24? it's like their average age is 26. They have eight guys under the age of 25, including their yeah. Hart. So.
0: Yeah, they're all so young, like yeah. so young. And it's like, that's gotta be defeating as a goalie because it's such a position where like, you could beat yourself up about it. And it's like, how could I be better? Like I could have stopped, like some of that shit will haunt you. But it's like, that's the only thing that I worry about some of these young guys being on teams like the Flyers is I'm like, how much of that shit can you take before you're just like kind of, like beat down confidence wise
2: well it just sucks because I feel like for Carter Hart because the Flyers have had so much goaltending issues since like 1997 it's like you get these like high expectations he had such a strong two first years that it was like finally the solution to all our problems then he has these bad couple years and yes he played bad like he did play bad but he didn't even have an NHL product in front of him to help him out so that doesn't do anything the offense also sucked but then I kind of compared it to like Jay Gottinger where it's like Everyone knows who Jake Ottinger is because of that incredible postseason run he had. And they're like, oh my God, look at this 22, 23-year-old. Carter Hart's 24. Him and Jake Ottinger are playing on the same level right now. They're both at the top of the standings, all statistically. But the only one that people are paying attention to is Ottinger because, like, the Stars are like, yeah, this is a good team. Like, they can make the postseason.
0: The Flyers, what's their, like, look at? Paul Bissnet would say it's because Jake Ottinger is handsome and that's all that people care about. (laughs)
2: But it's just like, I don't know, like, I'm sure everyone's like, yeah, like this promising young guy. And of course, he still has more to prove because he is a year behind Carter Hart. But like, God forbid he has a down year, which doesn't look like he's going to. But if he did like get torn apart, but at least, you know, like you have a product in front of you that can like pick up the pieces for you, whereas Carter Hart does not. If he has a bad night in that, it's a loss.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I will say I know like obviously being without McAvoy sucks but he has a career in the booth when his actual like hockey career is over because he was in the booth the other night and I think he, he's obviously like kind of quiet and reserved I think that he could like open up a little bit more if he got comfy but I really in, like I had a fun time watching him in the booth he's so cute he's just like adorable he's just he's like a golden retriever of humans yeah. Like he gives me Golden Retriever vibes.
2: Well, there was this one time me and Jordan were out at Banners. It was right after the Bruins got eliminated last season. I don't know if I've told the story before, but a bunch of the Bruins were out at Banners and there was a group of boys there and they were like super excited, like wanted to like take pictures and stuff. The only one who would take pictures with him was McVoy, which like fine, whatever. Charlie McVoy came over and sat down with these boys and like ate dinner with them, like had drinks with them. I was like listening to it. Of course, I was eavesdropping. I was like, honestly, you guys, just like enjoy college while you can. Like, make the most of it. Like, have so much. It was so fucking.
0: Cute. I was like, those boys are gonna remember that for the rest of their fucking lives. That's gonna be like this kid's gonna like tell that to be like his like grandkids like. <laughs> This is my story of my grandpa as the time he met Charlie McAvoy at a bar.
2: <laughs> well, me and Jordan, like those kids probably like came back to school and like told people that are like, no way, dude. I'm mm-hmm. like, meanwhile, like I'm telling this story because I was so like, oh my God, it wasn't even me.
0: <laughs> Anytime those kids go out from now on or they're like, should we stay in tonight? Should we go out? Should we get extra beer? They're going to be like, yo, Charlie McAvoy would want us to have these extra beers, okay? <laughs> like Charlie McAvoy would want us to take this Cree t right now bro
2: literally <laughs> it was that just is so sweet and then like the rest of the room was like again it's your night out you probably don't want to like interact with fans whatever like yeah. just enjoy yourself but it was macboy was the only one to take pictures with anyone only one to like even talk like the rest were kind of just like talking amongst each other on their phone Just so, yeah. again I get it but then like he just came over and sat with them like my heart you're so sweet
0: yeah I was like, this is just piggybacking off that and then we'll move on. But I was like, kind of like talking to this kid, like maybe a year, year and a half ago now. And he was like, oh, like I'm playing pool with like some of the Bruins right now. And I was like, no way. And he was like, yeah, I just like beat some guy named Pasta. What the (laughs) fuck kind of name is that? And I was like, and this is the moment that I knew this relationship would not work out. (laughs) No
2: absolutely not
0: <laughs> you don't have to be a sports person when you're like but when you're like oh pasta and you live in Boston I'm like question mark yeah what rock do you live under <laughs> yes okay speaking of the Bruins I think we can go ahead and talk about all of the Bruins bullshit obviously I had a couple notes one being their costume their group costume Slade. I don't know why Derek Forbort and Charlie Coyle sent me the most out of everyone, but they like Princess Peach and Yoshi slay. That Yoshi costume is too small. <laughs> I love like, not it. complaining. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was not, that did not fit that man. I just love how he's in the back, no tooth smile, just in the Yoshi outfit. And then Derek Forborn is just like.
1: <laughs> Derek Forborn getting
2: that concert made by Dates. I feel like you see that guy smile like once every few months. And it's like, this, like just the thought of him. Like I know he's like, oh, I have to go
0: get gas after this. <laughs> it's so good because like, you know that he like volunteered to be peach probably, <laughs> but then just like pretended to be pissed. It's that like that was what he was <laughs> stuck with. As if you couldn't have just, I'm obsessed. Also, people saying that Brad should have been Wario was the top comment out of all of it because it's so true. I know.
2: I like Nick Felino, I thought was a really good Wario. But yeah, if Brad was that,
0: that would have been like spot on. It was so good. So good. I loved it. Um, I do, we talked about concussions last week. You guys know where we stand. Why has nobody, and maybe they have, I don't know this. I can't. Brandon Carlo has what? Five career documented concussions now. Ah, I feel like we have to talk about it because it's been such a huge storyline. And it's like, obviously we talk a lot about the Bruins on this podcast, but holy shit, man. He makes me nervous. I mean, we saw with Andre Kasha.
2: I think he's gone like his like seventh or eighth. And I'm like, that guy needs to hang it up. Like he's yeah. going to hurt himself. I'd say Brandon Carlos maybe one more way to like, you need to just hang it up at this point. Like it's not worth it.
0: If I if like he were my loved one, I just would be like, what are we doing here, Bob? Like, I just it makes me sad and scared.
2: Especially in hockey, it's like those guys, like they, they're like, we're hockey guys. Like we don't like, if you get injured, it's whatever, like all this
0: stuff. But when it comes to like concussions, you just can't be fucking around. Especially because like, that's just what's documented. Yeah. That's the I mean, scary thing for me.
2: Every postseason, we see it as soon as the team gets eliminated. Like this guy had like a broken femur, a broken like yeah. laundry list of things that you don't know during the season.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's scary. And like I said, last week, I just hope that it gets to a point like specifically in football, but across the board in sports where like, people don't feel the need to lie. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also just have two more notes and then we can talk about some more Bruins or yeah, I've no. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry. I just want to, I, we, I hate to talk about like radio shows that are local on this show just because but I do have to say lol at Felger saying that Taylor Hall can't skate and then the night after him just like kind of putting on like a half clinic well the game
2: I went to last week Taylor Hall was the one who scored twice like he won the game for them he it in the shootout then he had that game on Sunday and I'm like what like Tuesday what? had another what goal games are you watching like I don't even understand what he's watching at this point because he makes all these comments and I'm like None of these are even, like, relevant to stuff being... Like, you're not watching games. I refuse to believe he's actually watching anything because...
0: What? I don't know. I It's like we know that they're mostly Celtics and Patriots. I get it. But it's like, why would you have such a blasphemous take? Like, it would take you two seconds to look at a score sheet. hmm I just don't get it. And it's, like, not true. It's just... It's straight up, like, even if you do watch a single game, it's not true.
2: No. I... They just need to stop talking about hockey. I, I can't. Mm.
0: Sarah. <laughs> uh, and then I saw that you had the Brad Marshaw notes in here. So we can move on to the rest of our brew and stuff before I make a quick Sharks note. I can't even imagine how relieved you are. I think that they said that he's expected to play, what, like 17-ish minutes tonight? Yeah, I think it's like max 17 minutes that he's not playing the next game, which that's totally
2: fine. Like, keep him on a short leash, yes, but the fact that he he wasn't supposed to come back till after Thanksgiving. And I do know in the past, he's come back a lot earlier. Like he definitely seems to recover from stuff quickly, but I'm like, good. I love having him back, but also do not hurt yourself. Like, yeah, don't overdo it. So I'm fine with that.
0: It's the same thing with the Mac Jones thing. Like I, I don't even think if Mac Jones wasn't healthy enough to play the whole game last week, don't put him in. If you're healthy enough to, you know, kind of ease yourself back in, hockey's obviously a different story. Just don't make it worse. I know you want to be a guy, the guy, contribute your team. A lot of you guys are, you know, kind of winding it down. It's all about the long haul at this point. Mm -hmm. Also, this is just a side note, but,
2: you know, I'm still doing like supervising at the NHL. Yeah. This person literally, like, I'm technically on at 6 p.m., waited until exactly 6 p.m. to send me this huge, long message. Can you give me a fucking second?
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, anyways.
2: Anyways, moving on.
0: Um, You want to talk about the defense?
2: Yes. I'm so pleasantly surprised with defense, specifically Clifton and Forbert. They are statistically the top defensive pairing right now. That was according to uh, that. I don't know if you've seen like Jay Fresh. He does all those like intricate data tables. I was just looking at those and yeah, they're like, he was ranking the top defenseman pairings. And- Those two are up there. And you know what? I think, especially Connor Clifton, I owe an apology. I have torn that game apart so many times. He has really stepped up. I think we said that last week that both of them have stepped up. Like They look really good. And the fact that you're adding McAvoy back with Lindholm is huge. And I think for the first time we're seeing an issue, not just on offense, like now that Brad's back, like, oh, who's the odd man out, which we'll get more into but once McAvoy comes back, like, I know Riley's not playing tonight. It's like, you have too much talent. You don't know what to do with
0: Donald. That's a great fucking problem to have. I love that Connor Clifton is obviously a physical player. Like he is a very physical player, but I have to say that my favorite thing about like foreboard is that he's not just physical when he plays, he is physical down to like the second whistle, like, mm-hmm. First whistle, he obviously, but he will throw some bows. Like he sticks up for his guys. And I just, I know that we have said some things about him, especially last year that like he wasn't the biggest contributor in certain situations, but both of them, I think have really stepped up, had a good season so far. And I love that they both have a lot of attitude and a lot of physicality. And I appreciate that in not just a hockey player specifically, on defense.
2: I just think it's wild because last year before especially before Lindholm came it was just like we're talking about this entire defense is just Charlie McAvoy like he's playing 30 minutes every night he's the only one doing anything positive on the ice and yes he's one of the top defensemen in the league so you would hope that but it was literally like if Charlie McAvoy doesn't have a perfect game like your defense is non-existent and I think Matt Grizzly is a solid defender too but again he's not a top top defenseman so yeah. Well, we talked I'm about that. I'm very happy with this defense right now.
0: Yeah, especially because like there's not a lot of changes on the defensive side of the puck this season for the Bruins. And last yeah. year we were raking them over the fucking coils. Because mm-hmm. if like you said, if Charlie McAvoy wasn't having a perfect game, we made all of the oh my god, Charlie McAvoy's back has to hurt, like blah, 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 all of those yeah. comments down the stretch. And it's like it this doesn't even seem like the same defense anymore, like the same lines. Like it's just uh, these players, like, yeah, a couple of things have changed and people are out and whatever, but they just do not seem like the same players. And thank God.
2: Yeah. That kind of ties into my next point, which is just like Bruins are exceeding all expectations right now. And I think that my two biggest roster questions are one Craig Smith. I feel like he's someone that we haven't seen a ton of this year, which is weird because last year, I feel like he was a very important part of this team And I don't think by any means, Craig Smith is a top six player, especially given the amount of talent on this roster. But even just the way he's like been used on the bottom six is like weird to me. And when we have seen him, he's kind of invisible. He's not doing much. Seems like a good trade candidate. But I also feel like he's a very streaky player. So I'm like, if you can get like in a groove, but I just don't know how he's going to get into a groove when he's not playing that much. Mm -hmm. Then my other question with this roster, why the fuck does Trent Frederick get so many chances? There are so many, like Jack Stadnicka gets the one game up, it was a bad game, immediately sent down, whatever. Jack Stadnicka is easily a better player than Trent Frederick. I get like just based off of position alone, there's more opportunity for Trent Frederick on this roster. He is not ready for the NHL. Like he's had more than enough chances. He's had so much regular playing time. Every time he's on the ice, he's either invisible or makes a silly mistake. And I don't know if it's because he like will rack up and assist like every four or five games or something or like get one goal every four or five games. I just like don't understand why him specifically gets so many chances and these other young guys are just sitting in Providence.
0: Yeah, it kind of like gives me like not to like shit on anybody, but like it kind of gives me like Zach Senichin vibes. Like he mm-hmm. just underperformed anytime he was pulled up. It like obviously I'm not a Bruins fan, so the Trent Frederick stuff doesn't bother me. I get why people are pissed because he doesn't perform to like the expectation, but it does make me more upset that is not getting the opportunity that he deserves for someone who's obviously of lesser value.
2: Like Frederick was in pretty much a majority of the games last year he's pretty much always on like he's been benched a couple times this year yeah but then like today he's taken out or he's in the lineup and then AJ Greer's not in the lineup who yeah as someone told me it was like oh well he didn't have a great game last game I'm like, Trent Frederick hasn't had one good game Greer's had multiple good games this season like why are you benching him for a guy who hasn't done anything to me I think he's the odd man out on this roster it's and- not that big of a deal because you do have like, especially on your bottom six guys now like Nick Felino who have stepped up. I think uh, Thomas Nosek is another one who's kind of hasn't done much pretty invisible, but again, because this team is so like, there's so much depth everywhere. It's not as noticeable, but I think if I were to take a couple odd out, it would be
0: Frederick Craig Smith and Nosek. So I just want to circle back to your exceeding expectations comment obviously they are exceeding expectations as is and now you're getting Marshawn back you're getting McAvoy back do you think that the sustainability is obviously higher I'm assuming and but like what do you think about the chemistry of what's going on now obviously those guys are seasoned they are leaders they have experience yada yada but we have seen in other sports and in hockey like people just not have the same like sustainability and chemistry once some of these big name players come back is that a concern for you or are you just like full steam ahead um
2: see my thought is this team seems more like good vibes like bonding great chemistry than since like 2019 I think but even more so maybe now and you know you have David Krejci come back because he's like Tree Spurgeon want me back like I'm coming back and I think it, it kind of is like when you get someone to come back like that, you know, Patrice Bergeron, there's so many questions like, is he retiring or not? I think you kind of just have to be full steam ahead. I think it's the great best of that you are exceeding <laughs> expectations right now. I don't like, obviously you're going to have like these lulls in the season. I'm probably going to be ready to off myself because of it, but that happens with every single hockey team. Like whatever we're seeing with the Rangers right now, they're having kind of a shitty start, like after looking pretty solid, like it's going to happen, whatever. It's a long yeah. season, but I just think like, there's so much working in their favor. They're like, unless you have a complete meltdown, this has to be stable. Like look at your roster.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's it's deep, it's experienced. It's hopefully soon, potentially healthy. Um, Any more? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, when your second line includes Pasta,
2: Taylor Hall, and David Krejci, like, that's a top line on pretty much any other team. Any other team, yeah. You have no excuse.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I feel as though playoffs are bust, like, deep playoffs are bust, especially because oh, yeah. Bergeron situation, Marshawn's situation, Pasta's, I feel, like, looming contract conversation, like, it's it's here it's now there can't be any first round exits
2: I know like last year I never really had these like huge Stanley Cup aspirations for that team this year I do like last year when they lost the same in the first round it was honestly a pleasant surprise even brought it to get seven games mm-hmm. this year I don't care who the opponent is in the first round like you have to at least make it to the second round with this team yeah <laughs> with that was your roster there's no excuse in my
0: opinion yeah, okay. Um, any other Bruins notes? Nope. Okay, I just have one comment about the Sharks. Obviously, like their season is already, we're what, eight games in and I'm already yeah. just like, fuck you losers, I'm out. The only thing that I have hoped for left this year is that, and this has been true so far and I can only hope that it will be true the continuation of the season. I don't care if you suck, Just fuck some shit up for people like you did the Las Vegas Knights last year. Give some people some nasty games. I don't give a shit. (laughs) It's the only thing that I'm living for if I'm watching hockey at fucking 11 p.m. on a Tuesday night. That's it. yep. That's my only Sharks comment is I (laughs) don't want peace. I want problems always. (laughs) Okay, the rest of our hockey notes are yours. We have one NBA note and then into our closing stuff.
2: Yeah, nothing too crazy. Um, Claude Giroux will be meeting with the Flyers for the first time since he was traded next Saturday in Ottawa. Obviously, it's not going to be in Philadelphia, so I'm sure that whole game will be. I think they're the Senators are coming to the, to Philadelphia the next week, so I'm sure there will be a huge thing for that. But a lot of like Philadelphia fans were upset because Claude Giroux – when he got traded to the Panthers, was like, oh, like, I'm not ready to give a formal goodbye right now. Like, it's coming. Then he never made another post about it, whatever, and like, okay, we're getting ghosted. Like, it's just never going to happen. But so, one, the fact that he's now going to be meeting with the Flyers for the first time since. And then also, I saw some stuff, uh, his wife posted on her story that they, like, the family was spending the day with the Players' Tribune usually when uh athletes like talking to the players show you you know it's gonna be something like that's gonna make you cry so yeah I feel like Flyers fans are most definitely getting the goodbye they've been waiting for and it's probably gonna make everyone cry just because who the fuck doesn't love Claude Drew
0: I love him that was what I was just gonna say is it's like you're not getting ghosted I don't think that he's that type of guy I just think no. that I look at him and I'm like he's just so emotional that he can't do it you know what I mean I- like I made a tweet
2: the other day. People kind of dragged me for it. I'm like, maybe it's just my taste in men. But I was like, why? It was kind of like a day Paul out and how he's like, oh, girls only watch hockey for Tyler Sagan. Who the fuck's watching Hockey for Tyler's sake when there's Claude Drew? I think Claude Drew is
0: so, so fucking handsome. Yes. Beautiful man. I don't think that these dumb straight motherfuckers like Paul Bissonnette <laughs> get the female gaze. No. Girls like bisexual men or bisexual looking men. Why the fuck do you think girls like fangirl over Harry Styles and whoever the fuck the kid is that played Spider-Man? And if you're us, Claude Drew, like- the female gaze is real. Shut the fuck up, Paul. I'm like, Claude Drew is a
2: man. Like that, the facial hair, like everything. That's a man. Pretty like, man. Kind of I'll admit when I was like 13, 14, obviously I was like, I love Bruins. I love Tyler Sagan. I still have my Sagan jersey. I have my Sagan jersey. And yes, Tyler Sagan was my favorite player at that time because he was hot and I was a little (laughs) 14-year-old. I'll fully admit that. Also, he was 19. So I was like, I mean, it could
0: happen. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yes yes Sarah young Sarah promiscuous
2: yeah but I'm like now I'm like yeah like he's a conventionally good-looking guy but yeah it comes back to the female gay thing it's almost like when guys are so conventionally attractive you're
0: like okay <laughs> yeah I it's not like I like I like manly men don't get me wrong but like bi men or like metro men have my heart the female gaze is fucking real. If you look like you take care of yourself and you shower and cut your nails each week, like I'm in.
2: Claude Giroux is like the manly man. Like
0: he yes. is chef's kiss. Oh, yes. Beautiful Agreed. man. That is our man. All right. Well, that was Billy <laughs> and Claude Drew. I'm like, uh, Anyways, all right. Other two notes.
2: One, this kind of ties in with the set. Well, it does. Josh Norris could be out for the entire season. That's a huge blow for them. Um, Yeah, that's tough, especially because they are like, this is going to be an exciting season for them. And now you're losing one of your top forwards. That fucking sucks. I hope it's not the
0: entire season, but it doesn't sound too great. He might need surgery. Especially because a couple of weeks ago, we were both sitting here talking about like, they even have a little bit of depth going on. Like they, you know, that, yeah, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. And it's different in hockey because like, you have it's not like you're like a team or a unit or whatever you have a line which is like a unit but like once that takes a blow like that's it's there's way less people on the ice in hockey like it's a big deal yeah then my last hockey
2: note is just the poor Canucks have yet to win a game they are like oh and five and two people are throwing jerseys on the ice The couple I'm like we are seven games in that's brutal
0: I have a story for you that happened to me today. When I went to the thrift store to get my Jeff Probst Halloween costume, someone had donated like their entire life collection of Canuck shit at the Salvation Army in Portsmouth so if you are looking for some Canuck shit it's at the Salvation Army in Portsmouth like an entire like literally life's collection of Canuck shit just donated.
2: Canucks are down back I, I don't blame <laughs> them but I'm like all right it's still early to be giving away everything you own. I was just like god damn oh uh, also it was pretty good. I have to get up really quickly because Theo, I think is locked in somewhere. So, okay.
0: (laughs) I have a basketball note that I'll get into anyway. Um, I just have one basketball note really quick while Sarah takes care of the cat. Grant Williams got ejected the other night and I think that it was fucking hilarious. For some reason, as of late, Grant Williams is kind of turning in to the Draymond green type of player for me. I feel like Celtics fans are going to hate that take, but he just, it's not that I think that he's like a dirty player. I think at times he definitely is and his attitude gets the best of him, but I just, he gives Draymond green vibes to me. And we've gone into the Emeyadoka, Joe Mazzula situation, but it's just very evident to me that both of these, both of them have like attitude issues. And while it's funny for people on the outside, it does concern me for Celtics fans. Um, I was just saying how I think Grant Williams has Draymond green vibes after his ejection the other night at times, which we got into the Joe Mazzula and Ima Yodoka situation, but their eject their ejections for me, just like, I think that they both very clearly have anger problems. And if I were a Celtics fan, that would concern me. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So that was my only NBA note. I just, I feel like I get into hockey before I can get into basketball because of football and everything else going on the sports Equinox really does it in for me. (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's so hard to get basketball here like of like the Bucks and stuff I'm just like I always say
2: oh yeah I'm gonna get into the NBA this year I never do I don't think I, I think I'm just like way too far up hockey's ass to even like vote <laughs> any time because I'm like they play at the same fucking time I, I mean, know yeah, the Celtics and Bruins usually don't play on the same nights but I'm
0: like for the most part it's just too much going on at once and I can't yeah. bring myself to get into it I've been, like, triple screening it. I don't know how I'm doing it, but I'm trying. <laughs> um, Moving into our closing segments, neither of us have a pop culture segment this week, but I guess we could throw out that, I guess, Travis Scott is cheating on Kylie Jenner. Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, shocking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like, I, whatever. I don't care. It's kind of tea, but, like, I don't, whatever, fuck it. Hmm um tea party segment i was gonna ask you about the taylor swift album so i'm glad you put it in here because i want to talk about it but i want to get to your note first
2: i uh, i don't know if you saw this but so taylor swift released a music video for one of her new songs antihero It like if i'm sure you haven't seen it but so the taylor swift documentary that's on netflix uh, she talks a lot about the eating disorder that she's gotten over the years. Cause there was like, at some points, everyone's probably seen pictures. Like she was stick, yeah. stick thin at points. Mm-hmm. I do and remember this. Yeah. Like when you're in the spotlight, like that happens. Totally. It's hard like, not to, even if you're out of the spotlight, but so she's been very open, talk about her eating disorders. And then like on the flip side, when she did gain weight, like magazine covers, like, is Taylor Swift pregnant? Like blah, blah, blah. Like just tearing her apart. So then in this music video, that song's basically just about her struggles with her body image. And she, um, in the video, shows a scale. And on the scale, when she steps on it, it says fat. And people were outraged by this. It was like, that's so fat phobic, like all this stuff, like huge controversy over this. And to the point where YouTube took the scene out of the music video, I think somewhere else took it out of it. I'm sorry. I like to think that, like you know, I understand what fatho means where I could recognize it. It's a song about her personal struggles. one, if that's how shes like feels, it's that's right. not on like you to make it about yourself. Yeah, one. two Yes.
0: I agree with that.
2: Two. Like people, it's okay for the media to call her fat, but when she does it herself, it's like, you're the worst person in the world. Like you don't care about anyone, blah, blah. blah. Why don't you talk to the media who will call any celebrity fat if they're over like a hundred pounds? Why yeah. are you freaking the fuck out about that? It's, and like, I don't, I just like, I hate me. at it's Like everyone's so sensitive, but it's one of those things where like, this just like wasn't about you. It's a Gen song Z. about her personal body image issue. <laughs>
0: I'm not a Taylor Taylor Swift person. We go over this all the time. I got a song into her new album and had to turn it off because I fucking hated it. Like her music's just not for me, whatever. I will die on the fact that Gen Z gets their feelings hurt on some dumb fucking bullshit sometimes. I do appreciate Gen Z. I love the backbone of Gen Z and I love a lot of the shit that Gen Z fights for. I'm a member of Gen Z. You're a member of Gen Z. But sometimes... This shit just goes a little too far. Like, why are we offended by everything? And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a wackadoodle. Like, I'm pretty far, you know. I, whatever. But like sometimes I'm just like, can we shut the fuck up? It's just for me the like hypocrisy of it all because it's like
2: Gen Z. Also, like you said, like they're very open about everything. Like they like to talk about like I mean issues like this because in the past you don't see that a lot in the older yeah. generations. And to the point where, yes, now, like, it's normal to talk about, like, struggles with eating, like, eating disorders or whatever, I'm like, and here's this woman with this huge platform, like, she's this, like, big pop celebrity, is, like, here's my personal struggles. They're, like, no. What the fuck do you want her?
0: Like, All right, let me be quiet. and Not then, talk about body dysmorphia
2: whatsoever. Like, it's an, impop- like, literally an issue for everyone in this fucking world, including Taylor fucking Swift. So, I don't know I was just like and I think it's really just bizarre that YouTube like went as far as to take it out yeah there's so much worse out there that's Andrew Tate was there for how long I'm like Kanye still remains on the
0: internet but Taylor
2: Swift calling herself fat like she wasn't calling any of you fat like I don't I don't know yeah
0: I yeah I I think that she's well within her right to do whatever with that video. I will say I was, I did think it was a little weird how last Thursday night, the entire broadcast, they were like, Oh, Taylor Swift sneak peek of her new album coming up. Taylor Swift. Did, and then it was a silent, like 30-second commercial with like five clips from like all of her music videos, and that was it. Like, no music, no nothing.
2: Oh, see, that's where I do a ta- I beef with Taylor Swift when it comes to that type of shit because I actually have another comment just about Swifties in general. One, because they make out every little thing. She was like, oh my God, it's an Easter egg, blah, blah, blah. That woman, like she like baits these motherfuckers. Okay. Like you think you're getting some big thing and it's like a two second clip. Maybe I just don't have the like mental capacity in me to read into every little thing, like some Swifties do. Where I'm like, either release the song or don't. Like, yeah, I don't have time to bat around the bush like this. Yeah. And I know other people love reading in that type of stuff. I do not. No. And that kind of brings it, and this kind of loops into your- tea party swifties need to like because you know taylor swift has that song on her new album called karma and yeah like, oh isn't that interesting that the week that kanye like is losing everything like taylor swift's new album because i'm like you understand he's literally like hate criming people do not bring taylor swift and petty pop culture bullshit into this this has nothing to do with her like this like he's an antiseptic, like oh my god I'm like you guys need to shut the fuck up and learn to read the room
0: <laughs> yeah that yeah i i agree with that and i can't say it because i'm obviously not a taylor swift fan so i'm glad that you did because i agree with you but my tea party obviously being that adidas dropped kanye west not because they wanted to no. let's not even fucking <laughs> give him rip- the credit <laughs> no and then he tried to go to Skechers, and Skechers was like, "I don't know what the fuck you think this is, but it is not this." run by Jewish people, <laughs> literally. by Jewish people, literally. And it's like, I just, this is no longer getting to a point where anyone can defend Kanye. If you are still a Kanye fan, please don't follow us. Please don't listen to our podcast. I am against any anti-semitic comments i just fucking how how did we get here i just like don't
2: get how he continues like we've seen it like instagram twitter they'll take people like donald trump has not seen the light of day on mainstream social media like okay like yes he was tweeting some fucking insane shit but i'm like none of it was openly anti-semitic like what Connie is he, he still just remains.
0: <laughs> yeah, he basically had to like threaten Adidas to like drop him, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, on a lighter note, I have a tweet of the week, a very generic. I don't know who runs like the, I think it's Nabisco, but like mm-hmm. any of their like social media, but like the Cinnabon, Twitter, the Ritz crackers, Oreos, like all of that are just horny on main. 24/7 with each other, and it is so fucking funny. I love like a big moment on social media where like brands will do some like cheeky shit. This is so insane. Like I, if you don't follow any, it. oh my god, I have to like go look up some of them so I can read them to you really quick. But they are just all like horny as hell on the TL, like crazy tweets and shit. Oh, I and have we'll seen just- the Cinnabon one actually. I've seen them. And then they'll all just respond to each other. And it's crazy. It's so crazy. Um, oh, I don't want to look at their replies. What are their tweets? I don't know. Like, if you don't follow any of these accounts, you should. Especially because, like, the, whoever runs the Oreo cookie account is, like, a Taylor Swift Stan account. But like some of their shit is just so funny. Like I will <laughs> see it pop up sometimes and Bun will be like, who's horny right now? And I'm just like, what the fuck? I've seen those <laughs> ones. And I'm just like, who does this when I'm here for it? <laughs> it just always makes me laugh even when I'm in a shitty mood. Only other thing before we close out the show. Some dude like swiped on me on hinge last week and was like never took you for a frosting girl and like stuff like that. And I was just like, all right, I am sketched out. <laughs> so I'm a frosting girl. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Slay. Slay. Um Sarah has no tweets. Do you have any closing thoughts? Nope. My closing thought is that I am going to get real star slut for a second. Tyler and I have been talking about how there's an eclipse and I have a theory that uh, some major bullshit is about to happen in some of these like big college football rankings and stuff I think Dabo's gonna lose next weekend they have buy this week but I think he's gonna lose next weekend because he has major Scorpio placements I think that's also why Nick Saban lost was because it was like pre-eclipse like Scorpio placement like craziness mm-hmm. so Tyler and I are tracking sports bets based <laughs> off of astrological charts at the moment so I will report back I don't care if you think I'm crazy I don't give a <laughs> fuck I'm obviously the insane one on this podcast, but I'm going to track it and let you know. And if Dabo loses next week, I am i am going to start sports betting and winning money based off of the fucking moon i don't give a damn i love that <laughs> so that is my closing thoughts thank you so much for listening to Setters and Seltzers. keep on sipping y'all and we will
1: see you next week i can tell you just to it's whole damn crew got mute because they you keep looking at you this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every barrel. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. With Sundays up for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them girl, get them girls. Cause this is not their world. They know you run the city, every town, every barrel. They know you keep it real, keep it classy, keep it thorough. With Sundays up for the boys, the Saturdays for the girls. Get them girls, get them girls. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey. Saturday, y'all. Saturday's in (laughs) Celsius. With your hosts, Kendra and Sarah. Uh, Y'all know who it is. It's your boy KR. Spot a kiss on the track. (laughs) Let's go.